Welcome to Truth Culture Life. I am Royce Hood. This is a the first episode after my trip to the to Washington D.C. for the March for Life and for the Law of Life Summit. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some audio clips from the Law of Life Summit. That is the 11th annual event that I started back in law school, and we bring together pro-life leaders from around the world. And I, I mean that we actually had a guy from England. We've had people from Ireland. We've had people from Africa. And it's incredible. We've had Reggie Littlejohn. She wasn't there this year, but she does work in China. And this year, of course, in particular, we focused our summit on post-Dobbs America, which is very, very interesting. And there's a little bit of advocacy, sidewalk advocates, clinic workers, pregnancy centers, maternity homes. There is a bit of of media. LifeSite News was there. We've had, we have representatives of some independent outlets there as well. And then we had a legal panel. And probably one of the highlights for me was seeing Abby Johnson, somebody I've, I've known her for a number of years now. And she came to the summit to promote her new film, Unthinkable, which is going to be out, I think, later this spring. So look for that, Unthinkable, the new film by Abby Johnson. They need to raise some money. So we'll try to promote that a little bit on social media today as well. But anyway, uh, without further ado, again, I'm Royce Hood. Thank you so much for listening to Catholic Spirit Radio. And here we go. Put on your best dress. Do your hair, makeup, look your best. Welcome to the Law of Life Summit. Are we truly the United States? Are we really a free land? If we are free... I'd like to know, why do I need a permit to go fishing? Why does my barber need a license to cut hair? Want to cook some hot dogs and get paid? Better get a permit, a license, and pay all sorts of taxes and fees. Never mind the health inspector. And right here on the radio, if we want to broadcast, you got to get a license. So are we really free? If I want to fly a plane, I know I might get tasered if I try to sneak on without a driver's license, an ID, or a passport. But to exercise my greatest civil duty, voting, no ID is required. No ID, no problem. So what do we do? How do we live in a free society that might not actually really be free? I think the answer is with citizen journalists. Citizen journalists need to take the helm. Use your phones. Use your words, speak up when you see something wrong, be brave, trust God's plan, and don't be afraid of Caesar. The Law of Life Summit is a forum to share, and today you'll hear from ordinary people, leaders, and advocates who seek to defend sanctity of human life. Listen, learn, and be inspired. After, let's network together and work together on how we can bring these ideas back home so we can spread the culture of life like a wildfire. Thank you for listening. All right. Welcome to the 2024 Law of Life Summit. It is so nice to see you. I am Royce Hood. I had this crazy idea back in 2011 to create this event. And one of the first guys that I called was Pat Castle, who will be joining me here in a second. And I said, listen, what would it be like if we did this summit the day before the March for Life and bring together lawyers and law students and media and different leaders? And he said he thought it was a good idea. So we've been doing it ever since. And we've been very blessed to hold these Law of Life summits in other locations. We've had, uh, we held a, a summit in Schomburg a couple years back, uh, right after the Dobbs decision. And we also now have a Naples summit. So before you leave, 
if you are interested, if you live anywhere cold and you're interested in going someplace warm in March, we've got a Naples summit and I've got brochures for that over at the long table as you exit the door. We'd love to see you there. That's March 20th. And I've got flyers for that. So without further ado, let's get rolling. Firehose, Pat Castle, co-founder of the Law of Life Summit and the guy that likes to run everywhere. Welcome. Okay, here we are, Lord. So the world's working, continues to work to dismember the unborn. And so, of course, here we all are to remember the unborn. Does that cause any applause or anything? Just a focus point. And it's good. It's good to have unity. It's good. I like when Royce asked who's been to a Law of Life Summit before. The Law of Life Summit started in January of 2012. Our first speaker was a lady by the name of Nellie Gray. Has anyone heard of Nellie Gray in the room? She passed away later that same year. So just what a blessing that we got to have her at the kickoff of the Law of Life Summit. And certainly she's here in spirit. And it's neat as we think over the years, those that have been coming to the Law of Life Summit, that theme always beyond row. And if you remember the yellow stickers that Royce had beyond row, and we're there. And of course, there's lots of thoughts about what that means, what's happened. And I'm hoping that the speakers today, and you only get two minutes, so you're processing your thoughts. And I know, Eddie, you want to kind of get in there early. I see. I just glanced over. And I kind of do look across the room to see who's here and not here yet. But, you know, one of them would be when you're sharing your thoughts, one speaker's, you know, your organization, what is it in a just... Mm, mission statement. This is what your organization does. And then I think spending that time on this transition into beyond row, like what is that meant for your organization? What are you doing? Are you doing anything differently? And maybe not. I mean, Life Runners, the ministry that I represent, we're not doing anything differently. We continue to remember the unborn. And it matters because we know that 78% of post-abortion mothers said that if they had one person encourage them to choose life or one sign that encouraged them to choose life, they wouldn't have gone to an abortion facility as a solution to a problem. We all know that there's no solution there. It's the greatest problem. And so that perspective we bring into it. For the ROEs, I'm a retired Air Force scientist. So ROEs for any any veterans in here. We got any military veterans in here? Thank you for your service. I love all the slogans. So I love the Marine Corps slogan, Semper Fi. If you're like, yeah, Semper Fi, what does that mean? Always faithful. I like the Air Force slogan, aim high. Always like to aim high. And of course, all hands on deck for the Navy people. You know, this is an all hands on deck to end abortion. I like the little golfers clap over there. I saw your golfers clap. So when we get into this, you get two minutes speakers. And those that have done this before, like Patrick, I, I remember how you looked at me the first time I told you to me, you're like, seriously, <laughs> you know, but it's amazing what we can get done in a couple minutes, you know, get your thoughts. Probably. You can get a lot, a lot of great information out for all of us in two minutes. I will stand up in your peripheral when you have 30 seconds to go. I will start walking towards you. So speakers, hopefully, you're, you're, you know, I know you might be bright. 
this is important for you because the people that are listening are going to be entertained if you didn't hear this part. I will walk towards you. And at two minutes, if you're not wrapping up, I will affectionately in fellowship put my arm around you. So if that's what you want and you're just going to wait that out, then you're going to get that. And then I'll help you at two minutes and a little after, I'll help you finish. So that has seemed to work since 2012. So that's the drill. And we will just move through as many speakers as we can get up here between now and 2.15. So you're about to get an hour of just one, one speaker after another. So for those listening at home on the radio, uh, this is a special edit of the Law of Life Summit being broadcast on Catholic Spirit Radio. So to give you some context, the fire hose session really throws people off balance for a few minutes when we first started it. It doesn't matter if you're a member of Congress, a movie star, an NFL player, or just a pregnancy clinic worker somewhere from the middle of nowhere. Everybody gets the same amount of time, and it's fast. It might be two minutes, it might be five minutes, and it really depends on the number of speakers that we have. And it's kind of funny, when your time is up, we don't have a light, we don't have a buzzer. Pat Castle literally stands up, he walks over to you, and then he puts his arm around you. And yeah, that's it's kind of a funny joke, but that's how you know your time is over. Patrick, if I'm under two minutes, will you give me a hug anyways? Okay. So my name is Eddie Perez. I'm the president of Vans for Life. We put mobile pregnancy center vans in front of abortion facilities across the country. Started our organization about two years ago. Right now we have eight vans. Three of them are already out in Florida, Ohio, and North Dakota is going to be getting their van next week. Really, I'm here because we have six vans ready to go. They're just sitting in storage. They should be in front of an abortion facility. So if you know of a pro-life group who's interested in learning about it, how to get one, please have them go to vansforlife.org, and I'll give you all the information. The other thing is we have our benefit dinner tonight. It's a fundraiser. It's at the Renaissance Capitol View right in Arlington. Our keynote speaker is Tim Ballard. He was portrayed in the movie Sound of Freedom uh, with Jim Caviezel. So he's he's awesome. He's amazing. We have tickets still available. And Royce, you bought all the tickets for everybody, right? Actually, the tickets are free. So if you just go to prolifeevent.com, you can register and just just go there. Just tell people that you're from the Law of Life Summit and they'll let you in. Again, it's free as long as you donate a lot of money. And so anyways, just hopefully if you guys can make it, I know it's short notice. We'd love to have you there to at least learn about our mission, our organization, and what we're doing. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Rebecca Kiesling, there you are while you're walking up. And also if Tom Glessner, if you could come up, Tim Garrison. Next up, we were able to feature Rebecca Kiesling with some of her colleagues from Save the One. These incredible people were all conceived in rape, which is one of the most contentious issues within the pro-life movement. And one of the exceptions that we see many times across the country with respect to abortion restrictions, there's always oftentimes an exception. So take it away. I'm Rebecca Kiesling. I'm an attorney and the founder and president of Save the One. We're a global network of over 1,200 of us who were conceived in rape and mothers who became pregnant by rape. And also hundreds who were told by doctors to abort. We specialize in defending all of the so-called hard cases in the abortion debate through our personal stories. We have hundreds of stories on our blog. We do issue advocacy. We testify before legislatures. We've done commercials. There's 
billboards of us all over the world. We're a resource to the pro-life movement. Post-Roe, it's a shame that we lost in so many states because of the issue of rape. And sadly, the pro-life movement, the powers that be in those states, decided not to respond. They put their head in the sand when it came to what about rape. They didn't respond to the ads. And they had their ad people saying, well, uh, let's just stick to a positive message and ignore that. And you can't ignore it. When Right to Life Michigan faced this issue on the ballot many years ago on Medicaid funding of abortion, they had polls showing that They were going to lose because Planned Parenthood was running three ads on the issue of rape. And so they borrowed money they didn't have in the last two weeks and ran ads, and they won. They changed the tide. When you fight back, you can win. We want you to use our stories. And so to say, I see that there's many pro-life leaders now who are sadly saying, you know, you just have to say, except in cases of rape, and just allow that issue. And it's not worth losing elections over. And that's because you're not fighting back. When you fight back, when you share our stories, we can make a difference. We have a five-state study that shows that you can dramatically sway people's opinion when you put a face to the issue and you share our uplifting, positive, caring stories about fairness that we just learned from from Dana and, you know, equal protection, no exceptions. We are people too. We have value. And find us, savetheone.com. Come say hi to all of our people. Some of them are national speakers like Stephen Thin here. You might've seen a story on live action recently and come say hi at our booth. Thank you. We wanted to recognize Rebecca Kiesling after she gave her presentation. She has been a friend of the Law of Life Summit. She's helped promote us on social media. And she's joined us at some of our events in Schomburg and other other places as well. And we hope to have her down in Florida at the Naples Summit. So here we go. First, like, no place like home. There's no place like home. If anyone caught that, wow. As a military guy, I'm like, yeah, I needed those for my 13 moves in the military. But Rebecca also, Royce and I want to recognize that Rebecca has been at all the summits from the beginning. So her consistency, that drumbeat, we all know that that's what wears down evil because good, we have that supernatural source of energy in the Holy Spirit, the creator of all things that we are fully resourced. And Rebecca taps into that. She is just consistently pounded that drum, and it's mattered. And there's a lot of lives here today because of that consistent message. So thank you. Thank you. Love you. So next up, we have Tom Glessner, and he's an attorney and a founder of NIFLA. A lot of people with the law of life, something like, hey, do you have any attorneys here? Oh, yeah, there's going to be some attorneys. And Martin Cannon will make up. He's he's filling in the gaps for the attorneys that don't fill it in. I know Martin's here. He'll be like, what we didn't say, which I appreciate that, and then also Sally Wagenmaker, she's an attorney. If she can make her way up, it was good visiting with her today. She's like, yeah, Pat, I'll see you later. So Sally, are you here? Sally, very good. If you can make your up, there's a seat there. So Tom, if you could share with us a little update and post row with your organization. Tom Glessner, president of the National Institute of Family and Life Advocates, just celebrated our 30th anniversary. Dobbs created an interesting situation for the pregnancy centers across the country. Immediately after Dobbs came down, Jane's Revenge shows up. We have firebombings of seven clinics. 
at least seven. We have vandalism of over a hundred. We have a day of revenge that they planned. The Pranks Centers entered a new level of hostility. But NIFLA has 1,770 Pregnancy Center members. We provide legal services, legal advice, legal counsel, legal audits, legal trainings. We also, of our 1,770 centers, 1,400 are medical clinics providing ultrasound to mothers considering abortion. We've trained over 6,000 nurses and healthcare professionals in what's called limited obstetric abortion. The big victory I want to talk about, though, is the state of Illinois. This year, SB 1909 passed, signed by the governor. Horrible, evil bill bill that, if enforced, would close down pregnancy centers, issue $50,000 fines for so-called deceptive advertising. On the day the bill passed and was signed, there was a press conference in Chicago where the attorney general and the governor attended. Well, we had been watching that. We filed suit immediately after the bill was signed, and a reporter asked the governor— what do you think about this lawsuit that's just been filed? Well, he didn't know about us, so he well, well, it's it's we're gonna we're gonna win it. They lost it. District court issued a tremendous constitutional decision, and they lost it. One other thing about Illinois, Nifla versus Becerra, of course, was uh, 2018. It set the stage for all these victories that we're having now in court on behalf of pregnancy centers. We sued the state of Illinois in 2018 for a bill that mandates abortion referrals by doctors, regardless of what their feelings are on the abortion at all. Our pregnancy medical clinics in Illinois, we have 81, must have a licensed physician to provide ultrasound and medical services. Therefore, this bill, if enforced, makes our pregnancy medical clinics abortion referral agencies. We got a preliminary injunction against them, so it hasn't been enforced. We finally had a trial in September of this year, and guess what? The judge that issued the the permanent injunction on SB 1909 was the trial judge, too. And so we are expecting a big victory very soon in Illinois. It's a knockout blow. We knock out the woke, progressive, liberal, anti-life state of Illinois. It's a message to all these other states. They'll continue their rhetoric, of course, but these legislators are smart enough to know, you know, why, why are we doing this going to court and losing? Because they're going to lose. Nipple versus Becerra set the groundwork. So pray for that. Look for the state of Illinois. We're going to go to a commercial break. You're listening to Truth Culture Life from the Law of Life Summit at Catholic Spirit Radio. If you have some extra time, put those hours to use for the Lord. With Catholic Spirit Radio's growing radio network, we have three new behind-the-scenes volunteer positions. If you're interested, call the station, 309-807-2427. Volunteers are specifically needed for each of these roles. First, an energetic and experienced event manager is needed to coordinate our spring and fall on-air fundraisers. Give us a call if that's you. Second, Catholic Spirit Radio needs one to two hours every two or three weeks from a volunteer or a team of two for lightweight general cleaning at our normal location. Give us a call if you and a friend are interested. And third, we are in need of one to two spirit liaisons from each of these areas, Rockford, Harvard, Morris, DeKalb, Sycamore, Lincoln, Pontiac, and Clinton. These individuals will assist with informational tables at your local events. Give us a call if you can help out. Become part of our radio mission in 2024. Volunteer at Catholic Spirit Radio. 309-807-2427. Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak 
and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it, think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line. Three Kings Gifts has sacramental and seasonal gifts, religious medals, rosaries, and more on the College Avenue Epiphany Church campus in Normal. Three Kings Gifts is open 10 to 3.30 on Thursday and Friday, 8 to 1 on Sunday. Profits help charitable organizations. Hi, this is John Hall, president of Catholic Spirit Radio. Do you enjoy our programming? Well, we need your support to keep the programming at Catholic Spirit Radio on the air. If you already give, thank you. We appreciate your help. If you haven't given, we need your help now. To donate, go online at catholicspiritradio.com. That's catholicspiritradio.com. Or mail your donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Or stop by 108 Boykins Place. God bless you and thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio. A warm welcome to our new Catholic Spirit Radio listeners in Rockford. We hope you are inspired and informed by our quality programs. Tell others about Catholic Spirit Radio now heard in the Rockford area on 88.9 FM and CatholicSpiritRadio.com. Free yourself from sin to be free. Okay, so we're going to have Tim Garrison. He's a senior counsel for Center for Life and Alliance Defending Freedom. And is Scott Baker here? Scott, give me a wave. Yeah, if you could make your way up. Thank you, Scott. So suppose for a moment that you operate a nonprofit pregnancy resource center like the ones Tom was just talking about. The reason you exist is to provide at no charge pregnancy tests. If she wants it, an ultrasound. If she's pregnant, some parenting classes taught by volunteer mentors. And after she has her baby, some diapers, some formula, some secondhand baby clothes. She never pays a dime. All the services are paid for by donors who don't want any publicity. They just want to help. Much of the service that your center provides is provided by volunteers. They don't want any money. They just want to help. She never pays a dime. You're properly registered. You have a licensed physician overseeing your operations. Your clients give rave reviews about the care they received at your center. You're a four-star charity on Charity Navigator. There are no consumer complaints against you. You're just quietly doing the Lord's work. Then suppose that the attorney general of your state puts out a consumer alert. Beware crisis pregnancy centers, he says. They're fake clinics. You can't get comprehensive reproductive health care there. They're trying to trick you. And suppose that he allowed Planned Parenthood to edit that consumer alert before he published it. But you just quietly put your head down and go back to doing the Lord's work. A few months later, however, a process server shows up and hands you a subpoena. Your pro-abortion attorney general has looked across your state and said, you, I want to know where you do your banking. I want you to give me a list of all your directors. I want to know the names of all your employees of all your volunteers. I want information about your donors. I wanna see your tax forms, not just the 990, the 1099s, your, your 1040s, your W-2s, all of them. Show me your budget. Where'd you come up with these figures? This office furniture, who donated that? That's an in-kind donation, you know. Who developed your website? I've got a subpoena for them as well. And when you ask, 
on what authority do you ask for this stuff? The only answer is, well, the State Consumer Protection Act. We think you may be engaged in deceptive advertising. And if you don't submit, you don't comply with the subpoena, I've got some sanctions for you. Anybody here think that's wrong? Anybody here think that targeting and harassing people that of entities that you don't like is an abuse of authority? But Alliance Defending Freedom, we do. We think that's a flagrant violation of our clients' First Amendment rights to freely exercise their faith, to freely express their views, and to freely associate with like-minded people and organizations. We think that demanding information far beyond the scope of any legitimate authority is a violation of the Fourth Amendment protection against unreasonable searches and seizures. And we think that treating our clients differently than Planned Parenthood just because Planned Parenthood performs abortions and our clients do not is a violation of the 14th Amendment guarantee of the equal protection of the law. Since the Dobbs decision, several state AGs have been especially vigorous in their virtue signaling to show their commitment to unfettered abortion. These AGs have begun using state consumer protection laws designed to protect consumers from defective products and fraudulent business practices to target pregnancy centers offering free ultrasounds, free diapers, and a free hand to hold through an unplanned pregnancy. So seeing where these baseless investigations were headed, in November, ADF brought suit on behalf of a pregnancy center in Washington in federal court. And last month, we brought suit on behalf of a pregnancy center in New Jersey in federal court, seeking relief under the First, the Fourth, and the Fourteenth Amendments. These cases are still in their very early stages, but it is our earnest prayer and expectation that these abuses will be checked. And if other state AGs want to run the same copycat plays from the same playbook, we'll go to their states too. So thanks for letting me share just a glimpse of what we are doing in the life space here at Alliance Defending Freedom. Thank you for being here today. I know Washington is not a January tourist destination. And thank you for all the work that you're doing for this noblest of causes. God bless you. Okay. If you jump on your phones, you can download the program. You're like, oh, there's a program. And it's at prolife.tv. If you want to pull up the program. And what's to come in the second hour? Just a little, hey, what's coming up? At 2.15, there's two media panels. The first media panel has Melissa Oden, John Henry Weston, Nellie Roach. And the second one is with Abby Johnson and Lisa Barnett. And then you've got a pro-life legal panel hosted by the Thomas More Society. So there's a lot of really rich content coming your way. I just want to welcome Abby and Lisa. Lisa is with Mighty Motion Pictures, and Abby's working on a new film called Unthinkable, and I think we're going to be able to share that movie here in just a minute, but we want to hear from them, so hang tight. Thank you, Abby. Okay, so I have a new documentary coming out soon, and I don't think I can do any sort of film project without it starting with un... (laughs) So first we had unplanned, now we have unthinkable, and that is our goal, right? To make abortion unthinkable. And so we kind of started this out because, crazy, but I left Planned Parenthood 14 years ago. And when I first left, there were a lot of people who, you know, were pro-abortion and they would say, well, that's fine. They still say this. They say, well, that's fine. That's what happened at your clinic. You know, that was like a one-off. You know, the things that happen at your clinic, they're not systemic. They're not happening everywhere. Well, 
our ministry, and then there were none, has helped right at 700 abortion clinic workers leave the abortion industry and come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And and that includes seven full-time abortion doctors as well. And so we were like, you know, we know that my experience is not a one-off, right? We know that not properly sterilizing abortion instruments that are going into the bodies of one woman to another, we know that's systemic. We know that not properly reporting. Amanda, where's Amanda? Will you come take this? It's Grace. Sorry, my 17-year-old daughter's flying in by herself to the March for Life, so I need her to, that's Grace. We know that not properly reporting sex abuse, statutory rape, all of those things. We know that the abortion industry is a safe haven for sex traffickers, for child abusers. We know that. We've seen that through undercover video, right? Through the things that Project Veritas has done, through live action, all these other amazing undercover organizations. So we know that. We know that to be true. Plus, we know that from the testimony of these former workers. We know that women are literally dying inside of abortion facilities because of malpractice, because of negligence. We know that women, they're having uterine perforations because of malpractice and negligence that's causing permanent infertility, infection, sepsis, hospitalizations. We know this. But the abortion industry would like to completely sweep that under the rug. But here's the reality. I believe that there is an Achilles heel of the abortion industry. And I believe that that includes two groups of people. I believe it's women who have had abortions, who can tell their stories, who are ready to tell their stories to the public. And I believe it's those who have worked in the abortion industry. The workers who leave the abortion industry that then we have helped to connect to attorneys and we are forever grateful to the Thomas More Society. They are our people and we love them and they support us and they support, they provide legal representation to our former workers. But because of them and state agencies, federal agencies, local agencies, our workers have then in turn been able to close down 47 abortion facilities. And and that's amazing, right? Because we want to save the physical lives of babies, but our goal really is to save eternal lives because we know that eternal change is what is going to save our culture. We know that's what's going to save society. And we want to bring people to Christ. So, So what we did with Unthinkable is we brought together dozens of former abortion workers, people who are part of, and then there were none, people who are part of our ministry. And we brought them together in some formal interviews, but also just part of a healing retreat. And we just brought all of us together in t-shirts and sweatpants and just casual. Some of it is just a very casual environment. And we just started asking questions just to see, is my story 
just kind of a rare story? Is it just a one-off? Or are there systemic abuses taking place in the abortion industry? And I think we should show the trailer. I think we should. Because I want to tell y'all about one particular story that you're going to see in the trailer. But let's go ahead and just show that. 65% of women committing abortions identify themselves as either Protestant or Catholic. That's 650,000 abortions each year obtained by Christians in the United States. Church, we have work to do. The fight to make abortion unthinkable is ours. I've been working on a feature-length documentary called Unthinkable that exposes the darkest depths of the abortion industry. This fall, we plan to release this film that will completely uncover the depravity of every square inch of the abortion business, reveal every dirty secret, like the secrets within this Planned Parenthood facility behind me, and appeal to the fierce mercy of God for these crimes against him and humanity. Time is money in the abortion industry. We did not want a woman on the table longer than five minutes. We right? had videos at the beginning of like, we would play music and the doctor would come in and dance to the rock scene. Like, we're, we're going to get this done today. Virus done. Virus done. Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood, to eliminate the African-American population through widespread access to abortion and contraception. That is literally the number one killer into the Black race. It was just like a genocide. There's so many times that people say, well, Abby, that was just your experience at your one clinic. And... I thought, well, okay, maybe, but why don't we get a whole bunch of us together and see if that's really true? So she called that night to the answering service that she was bleeding, but the doctor never answered. She ended up dying. The woman asked, is it killing? And the clinic director, she said, oh, if you, if you think killing a fly is killing, everything about it is dehumanizing. Call it something different. We call it something different. And, and, and again, you know, it's not that a person is uh, worshiping the devil necessarily when they're promoting abortion, but they don't have to be thinking of him and he doesn't care whether or not they're thinking of him. A sacrifice, think of what a sacrifice is. I'm going to give something up in order to get something back. This is not a political issue. This is a moral issue. We're trying to change the mindset of a culture. We're trying to change people's hearts. And one of the things I admire about Jesus is he was the perfect balance of grace and truth. And if the church cannot bridge that gap, we will never change the hearts and the minds of a culture when it comes to the issue of abortion. Unthinkable needs to be seen by everyone who advocates for abortion. But we need your help to make a widespread release of this film possible by contributing financially or becoming an investor. Visit unthinkabledoc.com for more information about how you can partner with us. All right, that was a trailer, part of the trailer anyway, for Unthinkable, the new Abby Johnson movie. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to unthinkabledoc.com. Visit us at Truth Culture Life via Facebook, and we'll have a link for that on there. I cut the trailer in half because on the radio, you can't see the trailer, obviously, and the audio is a bit shaky because we're using a, a, a feed from the summit. So without further ado, here's the rest of Abby's presentation. Okay, so I want to tell you a story. So Lorinda, uh, the woman who said that a baby was drowned in the toilet. So that's actually kind of a longer story. That's a very short snippet, but... Lorinda has been a part of our ministry for many years. 
And she left a clinic in Orlando. And so when I was interviewing her, I had not, she had not told me that before. And that was the first time I had heard that story. And she was like shaking as she was, as she was telling me that story. And, and I, I remember saying to her, I know you've never told me that. And she said, I've, I've never had the courage to share it. And so as she's telling me, and there, there'll be more in the film, more detail, but the story is that there was a woman that they had induced delivery on, and she was about 30 weeks pregnant. And now this was illegal in the state of Florida. You could not do abortions that far along in, in Florida, but they don't follow the law, right? And the woman gave birth in the toilet of the abortion facility. And she started, the woman started screaming. And so Lorenda went in there with her boss, with Lorenda's boss. And the woman was telling them that she had delivered her baby. It was in the toilet. And they heard the baby in the toilet. And they heard the baby splashing around in the toilet. And Lorinda went to her instinct, kicked in, right? And obviously went to go grab the baby out of the toilet to save the baby. And her supervisor physically restrained her from going and saving the baby. And she said in just a short period of time, there was silence in the room. And they knew the baby had died. The baby had drowned. And she's telling me this story, and my mind immediately is thinking, Lorinda's, she's an accomplice to murder. And I don't know if we can put this in the documentary. That was immediately what, what my mind was thinking, because there's no statute of limitations on murder. And so we immediately called Thomas Moore, a society, and talk to them. We we talked to. I've done some work with the attorney general's office in Florida, and got another governor. So we ended up kind of talking to them. And anyway, Thomas More Society was so great, and they ended up talking to her. And the reality is that the state of Florida, basically the AG's office, or they, they kind of said, like, look, we see her as a whistleblower. And we're not going to go after a whistleblower. We appreciate her coming forward and and talking about this and say telling the truth, right, about what's happening in inside of this clinic. We're not going to go after her, but that could change. The federal government could go after her. They probably wouldn't because then the federal government would have to admit what happened inside of this facility, right? That a baby drowned, that this was a baby, that a murder took place here, and a pro-abortion person does not want to admit that it's a baby, right? That a baby was killed. They don't want to come to that conclusion. So, but they laid it out. They had to lay it out to Lorinda that you could go to prison for this. 
And so I had a conversation with her leader and she just said to me, I said, Lorinda, we're, we don't want you to do anything you're not comfortable doing. And she said, Abby, she said, if I have to go to prison to ensure that this child receives some sort of justice, then I go to prison. And that is really the goal of this film. That there is some sort of justice given to all of these children that have been killed. And that honestly, those of us who have worked in the industry are responsible. We were responsible for taking so many lives. And this is our way to be able to provide some sort of honor and dignity and justice to their lives. And so we are telling our stories. We are telling our greatest sin, and we're willing to do that. We ought to do that because we do owe it to these women, and we do owe it to these these children, these innocent preborn children. What do you want to say? Yeah, go ahead. You're listening to Truth Culture Life at Catholic Spirit Radio. I'm Royce Hood. This is a kind of an unusual episode with clips from the Law of Life Summit. That is Abby Johnson. On the other side of the break, we'll hear from Abby again as she finishes up her remarks. And we'll hear from Lisa Barnett from Mighty Motion Pictures for the new film, Unthinkable. If you have some extra time, put those hours to use for the Lord. With Catholic Spirit Radio's growing radio network, we have three new behind-the-scenes volunteer positions. If you're interested, call the station. 309-807-2427. Volunteers are specifically needed for each of these roles. First, an energetic and experienced event manager is needed to coordinate our spring and fall on-air fundraisers. Give us a call if that's you. Second, Catholic Spirit Radio needs one to two hours every two or three weeks from a volunteer or a team of two for lightweight general cleaning at our normal location. Give us a call if you and a friend are interested. And third, we are in need of one to two spirit liaisons from each of these areas, Rockford, Harvard, Morris, DeKalb, Sycamore, Lincoln, Pontiac, and Clinton. These individuals will assist with informational tables at your local events. Give us a call if you can help out. Become part of our radio mission in 2024. Volunteer at Catholic Spirit Radio. 309-807-2427. Hey, this is Father Mitch Pacwa, host of Open Line Wednesday. For me, Catholic Radio is a chance to speak and hear our Catholic doctrine, consider it, think about it, apply it to everyday life, and be blatantly in the public with it. And I am so thankful to you for being an important part of the Lord's plan. By participating and listening, invite others to listen and hear Open Line. Three Kings Gifts has sacramental and seasonal gifts, religious medals, rosaries, and more on the College Avenue Epiphany Church campus in Normal. Three Kings Gifts is open 10 to 3.30 on Thursday and Friday, 8 to 1 on Sunday. Profits help charitable organizations. Hi, this is John Hall, president of Catholic Spirit Radio. Do you enjoy our programming? Well, we need your support to keep the programming at Catholic Spirit Radio on the air. If you already give, thank you. We appreciate your help. If you haven't given, we need your help now. To donate, go online at catholicspiritradio.com. That's catholicspiritradio.com. Or mail your donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Or stop by 108 Boykins Place. God bless you and thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio. 
Radio. A warm welcome to our new Catholic Spirit Radio listeners in Rockford. We hope you are inspired and informed by our quality programs. Tell others about Catholic Spirit Radio now heard in the Rockford area on 88.9 FM and catholicspiritradio.com. Welcome back to Truth Culture Life at Catholic Spirit Radio. We just want to thank Catholic Spirit Radio for airing this program. This is the rest of Abby Johnson's presentation from the Law of Life Summit that was held in Washington, D.C. We'll also hear from Lisa Barnett from Mighty Motion Pictures. Thank you for listening. That have been killed. And that honestly, those of us who have worked in the industry are responsible. We were responsible for taking so many lives. And this is our way to be able to provide some sort of honor and dignity and justice to their lives. And so we are telling our stories. We are telling our greatest sin. And we're willing to do that. We ought to do that because we do owe it to these women. And we do owe it to these, these children, these innocent preborn children. What do you want to say? Yeah, go ahead. Hi, everybody. My name is Lisa Barnett, and I'm a producer on the film Unthinkable. And two years we've been doing this film. So a long time coming, but we can honestly say now that we are finished the film and we're set to release. I mean, yeah, it's a woohoo for May and June before election. Yes. Sorry, we're in Canada, so I'm, a, I'm only a little familiar with collection here and so she's yeah canadian oh don't you <laughs> we like her anyway she's kind of a nice break from the cold that we had in in canada so yeah so we're really close and we're still working on the pna investment so if anybody wants to talk to me about that after i'll be here but yeah we're set to release and and we're ready to go so thank you abby for all the patience for the last two years <laughs> Well, so in the past two years since we've been working on this, I've lost over a hundred pounds. So we were like, we're going to have to put like a little (laughs) disclaimer. Like this is Abby Johnson throughout the whole documentary. (laughs) We promise. Cause like my hair has gotten short and long and I've been like bigger and smaller and. And be theatrically released first in the U.S., and in Canada. And there'll be a screening in Ottawa, the March for Life there, which Abby will be there. All right. So that was Abby Johnson and Lisa Barnett. Lisa Barnett is with Mighty Motion Pictures, a production company out of Canada. They've got a really impressive resume, and they have partnered with Abby to produce Unthinkable, which is a documentary, and really the follow-up to Unplanned, which was, of course, a feature film. And for those that are not film buffs out there, there are basically like three different types of movies. There's documentary, which is, you know, people talking or images of, you know, different things, places, and and so forth. There's docudrama that will incorporate documentary elements, but will also incorporate theatrical elements as well, like reenactments. And then there's feature films, which are, you know, your Hollywood movies. So Unplanned would be categorized as a feature film, very uh, expensive to produce, to do it high quality anyway. A docudrama is what I'm working on with Incorruptible. It's documentary, but we're also hoping to have elements of that theatrical aspect incorporated. And then, of course, the documentaries. So be sure to check out Unthinkable. I think it's just unthinkabledoc.com. I'll be posting links 
uh, via Facebook. If you go to facebook.com and go to at Truth Culture Life Pod, you can find that there. So thank you for listening. This has been sort of an unusual episode. I appreciate your patience, but I wanted to give our speakers the opportunity to be broadcast on this program. Uh, next week, I will bring you clips from the Thomas More Society legal panel, but we're out of time this week. So for the remainder of this show, I just want to talk a little bit about the summit and the work that we do. And I also want to tell you about my week. You know, I've been working on Incorruptible now for the last, I don't know, six or seven months. And over the last week in particular, like there have been some major spiritual attacks going on against myself and one of our other executive producers. So keep us in your prayers. What I'm talking about, like on the way to the summit, my the, I have to fly out to Washington, D.C. My flight gets canceled. And so I start driving in my car. And as I'm approaching from Peoria to D.C., as I'm approaching Indianapolis, I get a check tire light on. Um, and of course, there's snow blizzards going on and all this different stuff going going on across the country. So it's difficult to travel. Long story short, I jump on a plane. I get to D.C. in time. On my way home from the summit and from the march, my my car, my tire blew out just over the Indiana-Illinois state line. I checked the tire after landing and went to a gas station. The pressure looked fine, so I'm not sure. It must have had a little leak or something. You know, the cold does weird things to tires. I sat on the side of the road in about 15-degree weather, luckily in a heated car, for about five hours because I was in the middle of nowhere. The car I was in did not have a spare, much to my surprise. I thought it did. And... Yeah. So, I, and, and then the tow truck company was going to tow me to the middle of nowhere in like Danville on a Saturday night at like, you know, midnight. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get stuck in Danville for the weekend. I want to get home to my wife and my babies. I've been gone, you know, for several days and I just, I got to get home. I'm a homebody. So I convinced the tow truck company to drive me like 50 miles or so to Urbana to a tire barn where my car was dropped off in the parking lot. I took an Uber to a hotel. <laughs> And the next morning, I was able to get my tire fixed and get on my way. But wow. you know. And then, you know, a week before that, when we had negative weather, our heater went out. That was interesting. And then fast forward just just last night, I'm two nights ago, my wife woke up about three in the morning to go to the restroom. And she said, Royce, it smells like gas. And I can't smell anything worth anything. So it's like, oh, I don't, I don't think it does. I don't smell anything. And she's like, no, no, I think there's, I think there's gas in the house. So sure enough, somehow or another, there was a gas leak from our oven and our house was filled with very dangerous gas from the oven. And so we evacuated our home at, with all of our kids at three in the morning. And luckily our in-laws don't live far away and we were able to get it fixed pretty quickly, but wow, this, you might not have been hearing from the Hood family anymore. And our other executive producer of Incorruptible, who's over in Kansas City, he had a water line burst. He's had car accidents. They had a, a child that had to be admitted to the, to the hospital and from the ER, all within the last week or two. And what's really interesting is we're getting close to finishing production. We've got to raise some more money to finish editing and to film a couple of the more of, of the reenactments. But we're like we're in like editing phase, so. The movie is getting close, Incorruptible, and the goal is for people, when they watch Incorruptible, they're going to walk out of that thing wanting to live an incorruptible life. That's the goal. We really want to bring people to the Lord. We want people to recognize the value and the grace and the gifts that the church has to offer. 
And I think Sister Wilhelmina's life is going to bring a lot of people to Jesus. I really do. But wow, the devil does not want us to make this movie. So if you could get behind us, I'd really appreciate it. We need your prayers for Incorruptible to finish this project. And then you can donate if you want to help support that film. If you go to incorruptiblemovie.com, there's a link. Or you can go to catholic.xyz. That's kind of a cool website, catholic.xyz. Instead of .com, .xyz. People are not familiar with that yet, but it's pretty neat. So catholic.xyz has a trailer and links to donate to the film as well. Um, We've got a life funder campaign where people can contribute. And as always, I want to thank everybody at Catholic Spirit Radio for hosting this program and and ask you to be sure to support their ministry as well. It's very, very important that we take up these airwaves with as much good, culturally true information that we possibly can. We need that. We need that Catholic Spirit Radio in Illinois, especially. So hang in there, guys. It's, It's so great to be with you. And I look forward to coming back next week. We will be in touch. You're listening to Royce Hood at Catholic Spirit Radio, Truth Culture Life. Thank you. It's funny, as I'm actually going to not stop yet. I'm looking out my window in my basement, and there's like a mole or some kind of little animal crawling up my window. And luckily, it's outside. But yeah. Okay. Talk to you soon. Might tell myself a few things. Have courage and be strong Have faith above all else Keep working on that song Don't let them hold you down If your dreams dream for God Keep on dreaming In your song sing for God Keep on singing Use your talents for good Keep on singing If I could We only, we only, we only live for the Lord We only, we only, we only kneel for the Lord We only kneel for the Lord We only kneel for our Lord We only kneel for the Lord